Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Today, I want to tell you about Joanne. Joanne was a member of my internship congregation. She was the sort of person who was great at making people feel comfortable and accepted pretty much right away, like you'd known her for years. By the time that we met her, she'd retired from nursing and was watching her young granddaughter. Our oldest son, Noah, was born in January of my internship year, and Brad and I needed to find childcare for when I went back to work. One of us had the thought to ask Joanne. Could you ask for a better person to watch your newborn than a retired pediatric nurse who is kind and joyful? We didn't know if she'd say yes, but we figured it couldn't hurt to ask, so we did. And she told us she needed some time to think about it. I don't remember now how long it was till she gave us her answer, but I do remember her answer. Joanne told us that she was going to watch Noah and she was going to do it for free. She remembered what it was like to be a young parent without a lot of extra resources. She said she had only gotten by because of other people being generous to her. Her only request was that when we were further down the road and hopefully a little more financially secure, that we would be generous to someone else if we could. Joanne provided a wonderful home for Noah while I was working, and she was a great friend and mentor to me. I would stop by to see him during lunch, and Joanne and I would talk about all sorts of things, from the congregation's history, to politics, to parenting. She was just who I needed, as I learned how to be a mom and was far away from my own. Since we didn't have to pay for childcare, we were able to save on internship and avoid taking out loans my senior year of seminary, providing more financial stability in the years to come. That, in turn, allowed me to look for a part-time call when the kids were young, and led me to BLC, my former congregation, who helped form me into the person and the pastor that I am today. She quite literally changed our lives. What could she have done with that money? if she charged us even a discounted rate. She lived a comfortable life, but not a particularly extravagant one from what I could see. But Joanne was firm in her insistence that all she wanted in payment from us was to help someone else out someday. And that in many other ways, she recognized and followed Jesus's voice. Joanne died several years ago, but I still think of her often. Whenever I have the opportunity to be generous in some way, but I'm not sure I want to, even though I know that I could and perhaps even should, I remember her request. And the generosity that she's inspired in me continues to transform me. She is just one of many who taught me that generosity is contagious. She knew abundant life in Christ. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, Jesus promises us. All we have to do is follow Jesus' voice. 
Sounds simple enough, but, because, but of course we know that simple and easy are not the same thing. There are a lot of voices that compete with Jesus' voice, threatening to distract us, to tempt us away, to drown out Christ's voice. I try to be well-educated on what's happening in our country and our world. I aim at having a decent picture of the world around me. But I am always part impressed, part dismayed, part just plain shocked at how differently the same events are portrayed by various sources. Now that we have access to many viewpoints, it's sometimes hard to discern what is actually happening from what's just made up. How do you figure out where God is speaking when you can't even be certain what is actually going on? Not to mention the voices in our individual lives. On one level, you have entire industries telling you what you are and aren't, or at least what you should and shouldn't be. Advertising thrives on it. And the people we know add to the voices we hear, and they'll define us in a number of different ways. Some good, some bad, some relatively neutral. Some people know us very well and some not at all, yet many have an opinion about who we are and how we live. How do their voices affect us? As we've spent time thinking over the past six weeks on ways to be generous, there are voices that suggest generosity is a waste. A waste of our time, a waste of our money, a waste of our energy simply not a priority. So how do we hear Jesus' voice in the midst of so, so many other voices? There are still plenty of thieves and bandits in this world. To be able to listen to Christ in the midst of all the noise, it has been helpful to think about just what Jesus means when he promises us abundant life. On the one hand, I think Jesus means just exactly what it sounds like. Abundance brings images of people who are thriving. And ultimately, that is where we'll be, right? People will be fed, healthy, happy, loved and loving, because that is a life God intends for us to have. God created us for that purpose, to be a reflection of God's goodness and love. On the other hand, that's a ways off for some people still. Suffering is all around us and in every one of our lives to some degree or another. Many people are wonderful examples of following Jesus' voice, and their lives are still marked by tragedy. Jesus promises abundant life, but a lot of people who follow him lack some, in some very significant ways. And there's no denying that many have more difficult lives specifically because they have picked up their crosses and followed Jesus. So how do these two truths meet? The promise and the reality. It is more than, well, Jesus was just referring to heaven. In John's gospel in particular, when Jesus says eternal life, it's with the understanding that it begins right here and now. In wondering how to reconcile these things, I began to think about what they do have. They, being people like Joanne, who clearly listened to Jesus' voice. What does abundant life look like in a world still marked by sin? 
those who have it, what common themes are in their lives? They live lives marked by God's grace. They live lives of forgiveness. They live lives of mercy, compassion, simple kindnesses, and daring acts of selflessness. They are generous in so many ways. They have joy. Abundant life in this life sometimes doesn't look like tables and refrigerators that are full and bodies that are healthy and relationships that are conflict-free. But it does look like love. There's a certainty that comes with knowing that we are deeply loved by God. It doesn't give us all the answers to life's vexing questions, sadly. And it doesn't make anything particularly easier. But it gives us deep roots that allow us to weather the storms life will bring our way. Which brings us back to the issue of hearing and recognizing Jesus' voice. When we have those deep roots, when we are firmly planted in God's love and grow from there, we know who and whose we are. We know that God loves us, and nothing can change that. That we are God's treasured children. And that informs how we live. Hearing Jesus' voice is simply hearing the call to love. Forgiveness, mercy, kindness, joy, gratitude, generosity, those are all just expressions of love. Those other voices in the world are loud, and a lot of them will tell us how to live. Thieves and bandits will still try to steal us, so to speak. They'll try to sell us on the idea that abundant life can be found in some other way than through God's love. And some of them will sound really good and appeal to our desire for security or superiority or power or wealth or whatever in some really potent ways. They are not our good shepherd and they do not bring us abundant life. So we listen for that call to love. And choosing love can be extremely hard, but we already do it all of the time. We're here to worship together. We forgive when revenge is an option. We show kindness to someone who others say doesn't deserve it. We give some of our time, our resources, our money to serve others with God's love. We already know Jesus' voice. And the more we listen to it, the easier it is to tune out all the other noise, all the other voices that would lead us away from abundant life. And when we follow, wow, the amazing places Jesus leads us. Joanne never could have imagined the ways that God took her generosity towards us and multiplied it. Years later, I told her what it meant to me, but I'm fairly certain she never realized what an enormous effect she had on my life. And of course she didn't know the opportunities I took to be generous specifically because of her example. She just followed Christ and in doing so helped another one of Jesus' sheep do so more faithfully too. Jesus promises us, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And he invites us to follow him into a life filled with love, joy, generosity, and mercy. Amen.